that can ever happen to an individual, right, on this planet is when they start feeling something, uh, what I like to call the purpose of living, right? And you get that inside you, Marcus, and it starts building up, it starts boiling to the surface, and you start doing things that can change your life forever, man. Good or bad. (laughs) Good or bad, they are going to change you forever. And so what fires me up about this this show is that we've got a guy much like us who've who've gone from one end of the spectrum to the other is now moving into a place where his story and his transition and his awareness to change his life really in some pretty remarkable ways is going to lift up our listeners in a whole whole amazing new way. Yeah. What do you think? No. Your own point. Keep going. I mean, and so when I think about it, when I think about because our mission here at the Team Never Quit podcast is if you've been listening now, you understand what we do and we, we appreciate that you're back listening to us. And then the other part of it is is what what you know, if you if this is your first time, you gotta know, man. Our main goal, our main mission now in life is 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 to inspire you to be a better human being, to find that deep, dark place where you can learn to never quit yourself. Right, Marcus? Absolutely. I mean, that's what we do. That's our mission in life. And so by coming on the show, you're going to realize that, man, it's inside you, just like it was in us. Exactly. Connecting, what, what do we like to say? Ordinary people to extraordinary people through everyday stories. I mean, everyday stories, because it's the great stories in life that ignite legends, right? And that's our motto. That's why we're here. So listen, if you're digging it and you're enjoying it, you know, please, uh, you know, share it with a friend. Tell a friend to go to teamneverquit.com forward slash podcast to listen to the whole host of amazing people that we've had on or actually show them how on their smartphone to go to the iTunes podcast app. To subscribe to our podcast, the Team Never Quit podcast, so they can download them all and have them on demand. Whether they're driving to and from work, whether they're getting hammered in the ring, whether they're doing crazy-ass stunts for a living, or they're starring in movies, man. Anywhere, anytime, you could have this in your life. And that's what we do, right? That's all right, so typically in the past, what we've done is we've come up with great historical moments. In, in history that really project and propel 
uh, our listeners into a place, maybe, maybe you've never heard the story, but it gets you fired up. But because Marcus and I are such huma- humongous movie buffs, and it's relative to our guests coming on, we're going to approach it a little bit differently. Would you say, Marcus? Yeah, I was excited. Uh, because <laughs> before we came on, we were kind of tossing those names around, so I, start, I got my brain working. You, is your list out and ready to go? All right, so instead of picking out a great historical moment about a former fighter, uh, a former fighter, whatever, what we're doing is we're picking out great historical fighters. Who've become movie stars, right? Right. And so when when Marcus came up with the idea, I was like, that's it, dude. That's totally it. So we're going to let him kick it off. All right. And we're going to discuss a few and have a nice, open, warm, loving conversation before we bring on our guest, who, by the way, is is an amazing guy. You're going to get a lot out of him. But let's let's first go down this rabbit hole together. What's the first one? Splits in two directions, right? Two kinds of fighters. Yep. Because we, yeah, huge UFC fan. Massive. Right. So back in the fight game and it was boxing. So we said Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. All right. right. So let's talk about. Who does a great job? Well, well, in in the ring in particular. I mean. Oh, well, yeah. Well, that's not. Yeah. I mean, and when you hear his backstory about never quitting, coming from where he came from, the horrible upbringing, you know, his incredible trainer that got him out of the gutter. That Customano. That Customano got him into the ring at, what, 18 years old from Golden Gloves, like, Really? I think he, didn't he win the Olympics yeah. at nineteen? Well, or mean, no, he's a world champion in nineteen champion, or twenty. And then yeah. before that was, uh, yeah, the guy's and, and amazing. It got, and it was. And, well, I've had a chance to, to meet him. The bosses have chance. not met yeah. Mike Tyson. <laughs> I'll talk. About, I normally don't do that, but I, I'll talk about uh, meeting him. I was at a UFC fight yeah. the first time. Hi, Marcus. No, that, that's not. Yeah, I was with Melanie, <laughs> and we were at the UFC fight, and I'm looking for her. First time I met him was in New York. Right. It's, that's a crazy story altogether. But anyways. <laughs> I'm walking into the to the locker room. I'm looking for for Mel, and yeah. she's there's a couch, and then there's a TV on w- watching the fights from the locker room. Yeah, and then I look over, and uh, my wife's sitting on the couch with some dude. And I walk over. Who who's sitting with my wife? <laughs> Mike Tyson. <laughs> and he looks up at me. I was like, goes, damn, damn. Hi, how you doing? Hey, Marcus. <laughs> I mean, and they, they were having a crazy, kind of deep conversation. You know how Mel is, man. Yeah. She's just like, hey, she how you jumps doing? right yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Who are you? Tell me about your story. And then when I walked up, I mean, it was one of those moments where they were he was opening up. So I just walked away. That's awesome, yeah. man. So, all right, let's get right to it. So Mike goes, for what, a storybook career, one of the best heavyweight champions in history. What about his acting? I like the way he approached. Have you seen his his uh, when he was on Broadway on or a stage? I, I, I did. Yeah, telling his life story. Yeah, that's the best way to hear it. It's from 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 him. A- I mean, you see all those documentaries and everything like that, and they cut and paste. But yeah. you know him up there, and that was pretty raw. I like that. And then uh, what is it? Hangover. Hey, that, for me, it's yeah. the ultimate. It's oh, Hangover, man. dude. Right, exactly. I, just, I I I gotta tell you that that them in there and singing the the. The uh, Phil Collins song. I, I just want to know if it was Zach's idea to get knocked. It had to be Zach's idea to get knocked out, right? Uh, and those guys just sitting there, I mean, acting that out because it's Mike Tyson, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's when you see people that are known for things, when you see them, that's what you think about. Right. So every time you see Mike, like, God, I bet he hits hard, maybe yeah. knocking your ass out. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> yeah. that hit, dude. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. So Mike Tyson, greatest champ, one of the greatest champs of all time into his burgeoning acting career. We love you, Mike. Keep it up. Don't ever quit. All right, let's go to the next one. Uh, what we tell you? Oh, Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke yeah. All right, now, Mickey Rourke we got, we got, now, was I down mean, in South like Florida. Actor, uh, or excuse me, boxer and actor, not boxer, boxer slash actor. Exactly. Yeah. He started <laughs> in boxing down in South Florida in Miami, and, and 
you know, his is not a very. But he's a great uh, tough guy. I mean, Harley Davidson, Marvel man. One of the greatest. Now you took my it's movie. Even, it's not even a boxing you movie. But who cares? Movie. Oh, you dang, took dude. my movie. I mean, I mean, I, I I love one of my favorite though is remember uh, the the one where he's a cop that's going crazy down in New Orleans and uh, Robert De Niro's the devil and oh yeah, you remember that oh, a yeah. long time wow. ago. Well, I mean, he yeah. came on the scene. Yeah. He's a badass that came to act. Was it with uh with uh Kim Basinger? Kim Basinger yeah. in that movie, yeah, yeah dude. I All mean, right. sure. <laughs> you come on on, on the acting scene as, as a a badass romantic. I mean, he was sealed. For, hey, he won the Oscar for the wrestler, right? Yeah, the wrestler. I mean, but I'm still hey brother. It's just I hope it says Harley Davidson and Marvel Man underneath it right oh, there. Oh, you know dude, that was my favorite. All right, let's the next one. Who um, you got? Oh, my first. My memory when you when you brought yeah. this up, I was like, well, Randall takes Cobb. Dude, sailor. <laughs> I mean, raising Arizona. Oh, for me, it's Leonard it, Smalls. For me, it's it, it's uncommon valor. I mean, raising Arizona, hands down, his, his Leonard Smalls. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, he had the 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 rooster or the what was it? It's uh not Woody Woodpecker, but the rooster. And oh yeah, just no, keychain, uh, and then the yeah, no, it was Woody Woodpecker yeah, tattoo. Woody tattoo. And, then, and then they had the uh, the baby shoes. And the baby <laughs> shoes. <laughs> But my favorite is Uncommon Valor, right? Yeah, I no, mean, yeah, the story yeah, sure. about being out when and he wore the grenade, right? Yeah. And then he'd be out there doing the the, the dancing and the as the sun would be setting, man, I mean, having his moment. You gotta appreciate. I mean, actors they're they're great, the good ones, right? They can yeah. make you, when you look at them, it's not him playing a role; it's the role. Yeah, so that's what they're known for. Right. That's why a lot of people when they meet the actors, that's what they're like. Rocky, everyone's like Rocky. Yeah. But uh, man, he's. He's always real good. You know, he puts out every, every, I've never met him, I, but, I, you know. I'd love to. Say, hey, right? Randall, if you're out there listening, buddy, you give us a, a shout here at the Team Never Quit Podcast, because we would love to have you on. And then when, uh, after when I, the boxing, and then I, obviously Bruce Lee, oh. Chuck Norris, Jackie Chan. Uh, oh, dude. You know, the, Reyes, the Reyes family. Oh. Uh, Shogasugi, Van Damme. I mean, everyone's like, Van Damme. I'm like, yeah, Van Damme. Don't tell me in the 90s when Van Damme was... Odd point. I mean, Blood, Blood Sport. Sport. I, Dude. I still watch it. Oh, I, will, I watch it every Van time. Van Damme, if you're out there, brother. Yeah, we, we love you. Yeah, Team we Guys, love, watch it religiously. Us, if if it's on TNT, they should do a marathon. Oh, a marathon of former fighters turned actors. Did you see him do that, the splits in between those uh, two uh, Volvo? The Volvo commercial is insane. And that's real, real. too. That's real. Seagal... Seagal, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, he was a, a keto world champion or something like that, you know? And it was, when all those great, well, there's a lot of, all those great karate movies, or, you know, <laughs> badass that were going into TV. I mean, anybody, if you knew some martial yeah. arts, your ass is on TV, and we were watching it. I, I think we, we got to, before we move <laughs> on to the interview, let, let's just talk real quick about the man. Let's talk about Chuck, shall we? Chuck, Chuck Norris. Norris. Yeah. Oh, man. What do you say about that? I mean, what do you say about Chuck Norris? I mean, he, I mean he's a karate man. Oh, but he bleeds on the, on the inside. Still to this day. <laughs> I got to just meet him, too. Is yeah. he awesome, He's dude? awesome, man, dude. Just awesome. I was like, Mr. Norris, I've looked up to you for long. That's why I was in martial arts my whole life. You know, that. Uh, I mean, he's been around forever. And he's, well, he's remember a, the original Bruce Lee? What was sure, it? Sure, man. He's Fist a of Fury or whatever. You know, the dragon. Air dragon. He was a. Uh, um, Didn't he fight in the Col? They fought in, in the, the Coliseum. Yeah, yeah, in the Coliseum. I hope we got that yeah. right. It's either Return of the. No, End of the Dragon. End of the Dragon. End of the Dragon. Yeah. And then, I mean, Silent Rage. Oh. Walker, Texas. Ra I mean, oh. uh, Lone Wolf McQuaid. Then, oh, I mean, no. he just kind of, from from that type of fighting and then just spun it into all those great movies. I mean, it's. I, I saw the funniest meme of him the other day on Facebook. I mean, the Green Berets have it, right? They got Rambo. Bro, you were going to tell mean, it's odd, dude. They get all the bad dudes, all right? Dude. 
We do that, Charlie Sheen. I, I, yeah, I'm gonna stick that. That one's cool. We got Charlie Sheen. No, yeah, Tiger Blood. I'm, I'm gonna, (laughs) I'm gonna, I'm gonna respectfully decline to comment on that. Come on, man. No, I'm gonna respectfully decline to comment. I mean, I'm there with you, brother. I'm there with you. Hey, Charlie Sheen, Navy SEALs. Come on, that did not fire you up to be a Navy SEAL. Well, I I would rather reference your buddy Mark Wahlberg or reference. We're doing old. We're starting. We're going in the past. Okay, Uh, but you know, you're right. And fighters, you're right. We got Bruce Willis. And Demi, dude, dude, you're, you're you're digging our own grave right now. You know that you are digging. You can't our tell own. me that all our teammates would be like Charlie Sheen. Do you want to know a Dem- the Demi story for me? Do you want to know that story? All right, so there I am in 18 Delta, right? And I mean, what? There we there's nine of us going through, all <laughs> bunch of undesignated seamen, right? Go through. Well, guess what comes out in Fort Bragg? Yep, Demi Moore movie. So what do we do? We put on our camouflage pants. We put on our best Hawaiian shirts. We drank furiously for hours on end. And we go to the movie theater, each carrying our own six pack in our pants and our bottom. By midway through the movie, the entire crowd was booing us. <laughs> Bottles were rolling down the whole thing. And, and, we, and they came in like three or four times and said, you guys got to get out. And we're like... You're not going to kick a bunch of frogmen out of this. This is our movie. You right. know? And that, that's my Dude, all right, let's go further back than that. Rob Do Lowe, it. STVs. Then, uh, remember that? Which one? The Finest Hour? Yeah, I forgot that, What's dude. That? I, Boom, way well, back. That's way back, brother. I, I think we've gotten a little off target. Here, what, I mean, one thing I want to say is, though, you know, because moving into our interview here, the, the guys that come out there that do these movies and, and that have been in one arena and have shifted focus are really, really some amazing things. And and this guy that's coming on, he's done that. He, you know, he's in MMA. He was a UFC fighter and then moved over, became a stuntman, and then now is into acting. But but before we get there, you want to give a shout out to a couple guys first, right? Oh yeah, because Lone Survivor. I yeah. was on the set during that, and from the very beginning, when we started training all the actors up, and they did great. And then, and the biggest part of that whole whole movie was through the stunts, because it wasn't it wasn't CGI or anything like that. I mean, Kevin Scott, he was a stunt coordinator. He's he's been on so many movies. He's he's the man up there, right? And then uh, I got a chance to hang out with the stuntmen, uh, Jeff, Zach, and I mean, you think team guys are crazy? These guys are nuts, and they're legacies. I mean, like my great great granddaddy got set on by an elephant and then shot out of a cannon. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, it's just like I the was most, in vaudeville getting uh, sawed in mean, half. <laughs> I mean, we go out and, and do the, well, the things that we do, but they know, um, look at what they they have to do the stuff on TV. Yeah, it makes people go, "Good God!" Good you know, God. Like, oh my God, that kind of stuff. Yeah, when, I, when you hit that tree, I'm like, dude, holy cow! I mean, that that's some serious. Yeah, stuff. so I mean, those guys were great. I love. I mean, it was a, a just a joy to be on that set and watch that go down and, and their profession and what they do because I, I you can't although technology's kind of progressed and with yeah. the CGI and everything, those guys still got to get out there and do that. I mean, that's, that's hardcore. So to, when you, and you can tell the difference between something that's been uh computer enhanced and something, somebody's like, man, that dude went through, he, yeah. he got it down. Yeah, you can yeah, see. Yeah. Yeah. And there needs Absolutely, to be an Academy right. Award for that, for, for, for best, best stunt man. man right? Yeah. I mean, Where is it? That's a, that is a great question. That man. is a great question. So if you anybody has the answer for that out yeah, there, send us in. We want to know did, did how they, come stunt men don't get an Academy Award. That's the best stunt of the year. I mean, them guys should be the just like the actors paid, really? right? Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm talking about. That's crazy. All right. Anyway, so let's get to it. So the guy that's coming on, this guy's amazing. He was on season three, uh, the Ultimate Fire, USC Fire. He's a 
uh, mixed martial arts madman and then jumped over. He's been in movies like The Equalizer, John Wick, Cesario. He was in Breaking Bad, the TV show. Man, let's let's bring old Tate on the show, shall we? Let's do it. So I told you, I Marcus, as we were talking about those guys, and we were talking about how they got into the fight constantly in their life, constantly coming back, and and I, I led him to to bring in bringing Tate on, man. It just it hits you in your heart because you know that he's a warrior like us. You know that he thinks he thinks beyond just the confines of a cage. He thinks beyond just the confines of of a movie set man it's it's the influence he delivers on the pirate life radio it's the influence he delivers with his friends and we got him here right now so without further ado ladies and gentlemen tate fletcher how you doing brother good man how are you guys great oh well i i I tell you what i'm fired up brother i'm fired up i I got that message from you the other day and uh (laughs) just get a get a voicemail from this guy you're like Whoa, I need a coffee or something. I'm not excited. <laughs> right? I mean, you got to save it and you just put it somewhere. Just okay, wait, wait a minute. I, I'm kind of down right now. So Hold on a second. Good. I'm good now. <laughs> well, it's funny, man. It's like every time you come in, as you know, man, you, you get in certain environments that just kind of consume you and they bring it out of you. They get you excited. And for me, it's sharing ideas with, with really smart, amazing people that can have great, powerful influence. I mean, when he and I get on this thing and we're able to, it's funny, our brains, we come from different kind of brain sets, but we meet in the middle and then we we bring in great people like you on and to flush this out for our listeners, man, it's like a godsend, dude. So I'm feeling that right now, brother. Love that. And I always say it takes three. It takes three to, to get that brains going. Doesn't right? it? Yeah, we gotta, for us, we gotta bring does. somebody in and get that thing going. <laughs> All right, Tate. So we love having you on the show. Everybody's gonna be super stoked. Uh, well, at at in, in don't worry. We'll talk about what you're doing in the future, but we sure. want we want to get to it. But before we jump into the main squeeze of this whole thing, man, you gotta go through what we call the Mad Minute. Now, yeah, the, all right. All right, you fired up for this? Yeah, all right, I'm now, excited, man. All right, this is really cool. So there, the Mad Minute is used. In, in some other aspects in the intelligence world when you're dealing with, when you're interrogating Pete and doing stuff like that. But for us, it's all about fun, man. It's all about interrogating your mind for fun. We want to do a little a mental jujitsu here and, and just start, you know, putting our, each other in those positions of fun and getting your, your brain working over time. Are you ready? Aces, baby. Aces, ready to go. All right, all right, all right. Here we go. All right, favorite superhero? Thor. We, you know what's bizarre? I'm going to tell you right now. We were literally talking about Thor yeah, right, last night. Yeah, last night. And not and talk about we, a superhero that because right after the, the Americans, right? We got Spider Man and Hulk. Thor has been around. I mean, the dude has got some some strength. Is that why? Yeah. Is that why he's, tra- he's transcendent internationally Thank and you. throughout the centuries? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like Thor o- over like, water Spider-Man before airplanes and everything else. <laughs> nobody can nobody beats I, I dig it all right all right you ready here you go <laughs> <laughs> a movie if you had to watch one movie for over and over and over for the rest of your life what would that movie be is this me or marcus you i'm gonna say uh tombstone that's ah! <laughs> on the wall that's on the list yeah all right first car first my first car that i ever drove yeah 76 station wagon 
Of course it was. It was awesome. Of course it, it was. Had the wood paneling, dude. It had wood paneling, and the back was just filled up with Budweiser cans all the time. <laughs> I don't know how I ever got away with drinking and driving as much as I did as like a, a young teenager. It was horrible. <laughs> if the podcast does well, everybody we bring on, we're gonna re- buy them their first car over again and have it. <laughs> oh, that would be epic, dude. <laughs> we're like, hey, we got a present for you, brother. Oh my god, that would be awesome. All right, here we go. Second one. If you had to fight one. Who would you choose, Stallone or Schwarzenegger? Stallone. College football or pros? Pro. If you were president for one day, what would you do? Fuck. (laughs) That that is exactly the The answer you should have. The first thing in my mind is you can't kill the right people. You never know who the right people are. (laughs) Boom. I, I, I guess the, the the number one thing I would do is I would change out the uh, the the fact that corporations own every politician there is, and so whatever that law was, I, I'm blanking on the name of it right now, where they made corporations people and and that they could go ahead and give whatever money to any politician. I would get rid of that law. Yeah, brilliant. I dig it. I dig it, man. All go. right, if you could be one of these guys in real life, would it be Han Solo or Indiana Jones? Han Solo. Intergalactic. <laughs> You're exactly what we need to show yeah, up from dude, Earth. I, this uh, is it. I'm from Earth. What's this up? This is it. What's yeah, up? That's what we got. I'm the pirate. Yeah, yeah. They'd be like, right on. <laughs> right on. <laughs> I love it, dude. All right, you ready? Yeah. All right. What is your greatest failure? That I didn't start trying sooner. I love it. Perfect answer, dude. That's epic. Yeah. That's epic. Yeah, the belief in self. You know, I was listening to some of your videos earlier, and it's the belief in self. Right. It's like to get that early on, man. That what what a what a jump start you have on life. It it really it will frame your whole consciousness of time, right? Certainly. If 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 you are able to look inward for that moment where you're in the grind and say, you know what, I need to search and figure out who I'm gonna be. My favorite part was the fact that he goes, you know what? I was watching somebody else's videos, meaning he just watched them. Which, yeah. I, thank you for watching them, by the way. Yeah, that's cool. And now that I know, now that we're gonna be buddies, I'll be I'll be listening to you all the time. Oh, bro, wait till hear his, his name. That's how that's how I do it. Like if I it's people are like you watch this sport, I'm like nah. But if I meet somebody who who's into it, man, I just yeah. I, uh, I suck it in, dude. Yeah. I, it was funny, man, because I I you know I, I saw him through. Uh, I got a buddy who is. Um, uh, a big manager in, in UFC. His name's Lex McMahon. He manages uh, Wonder Boy and Stefan Struve and a couple guys. Awesome. So I, he brought me into work with Stefan a couple years ago in his game, in his mental game a little bit. And that's where I first got really introduced. I've always been a UFC fan, but it, it, as I started piecing right. through and climbing through and gate, you know, I found you. And ever, ever since there, man, your, your, your podcast is epic, dude. I love, I love your style. It's just Thanks. awesome. Well, I think it's so it's so goddamn important that that thing, and I, I'd say it's a greatest failure. I have a hard time with it because the other thing is is without the burn of the failure, I would never appreciate this uh, scarcity of seconds with what time is and as it slips away. And so, without the regret of going, I wish I'd have started that early. I let that burn in me still. That's a tool in my toolkit right now, to where I can access that and go. Their death is right behind you, man. And so second. you better get busy. You're 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 in it now, and so I, and I think competition did that for me too. It it embodied that more. Where I go, th- these are precious. I mean, maybe there's no scarcity of them. Maybe there's a 
there's a limitless amount of them, but they're valuable. And what are you doing with these moments, Tate? And and I think that's what that's it's a real good i mean your failures are all tools you know and and i i really value that that's awesome dude i I love that so that's a perfect segue into you know why people are here why what they're really looking forward to with you coming on and and so we're just going to jump right in brother you know the the question that we ask that every single person comes on and what the basis of this whole thing is about is what is your greatest never quit story yeah man it's it's so uh I, you know, hearing, knowing that this is what you guys do. And, um, first of all, just talking to you guys that are, that are seals is like, uh, what am I going to say? Like when you go, Oh, he's a warrior like us. Uh, uh-uh. uh, that's Thanks, a different man. thing. Like that's a goddamn different thing. I, it's one of the things that, that burned me up the most is when I hear guys talk about, you know, the, the UFC warriors and cage. It's like, that's a different goddamn thing than what you boys have done. And, Thanks, uh, and and it, it's incomparable what happens for you guys, and it's something to the degree I talked to my friend Tim Kennedy about it a lot, and it, I, I can't know what that is. I have a I have a I have a facsimile of an idea of what it is um, through through combat sports and things like that, and through the what that brotherhood is, and yep. and all these kinds of things. But um, but uh, I don't want to confuse. No, and we appreciate that, that man. We really guys do. Are on a different level in a warrior class than anybody else that's breathing, and that's just how it is. And uh, so, I'll preface it by saying that. Well, thanks, man. But we want to hear it, dude. We want to hear it. Give it to us. Well, I would say um, it, it's 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 gonna it's a, a few minutes probably, but I'll take your time. It's uh, you know, a, a never quit story. I remember. I, I guess I, I was going to tell the back first, but like. Um, my life is characterized by a lot of missteps, right? By going down a, you know, like they call it like via negativa, I think in Latin, you know, mm-hmm. like you go down the wrong road before and you beat that road up before you go, this ain't working for me. <laughs> and so I, I think that I, my life's characterized by a lot of that kind of thing. Um, what that ended up for me was, uh, facing 25 years in a federal, uh, detention center Whoa. on a bank robbery charge with a guy that I had, uh, you know, I'd, I'd known for a while and we'd had some background together and, um, and it, it turned, I didn't, I didn't know, I wasn't privy to it at the time, but he was like, Hey man, I'm going to take your car and I'm going to go get my girlfriend a, a present and I'll be back. And we'd just gone up <laughs> oh, the bottom, bottom. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Explaining it like that. I mean, <laughs> Hey, hey, I'll put some gas in it for you, brother. <laughs> he, he comes back. And so it's my pistol, it's my truck and he's robbed a bank. And, uh, I, mean, and I get picked up. up on the charge too. And then I've got a history when they, and so they hold me, you know, like I'm now I'm charged with the same deal and, and all that. And so there's, there's all this point and, and there, you know, and that whole past is riddled with uh, a lot of, uh, you know, colorful times of, of uh, drug and exercise and alcohol abuse. And, and that kind of typified my whole life since I was a little kid. And, um, and so then I'm locked up. I'm one of five guys in a cell. And uh, nobody else is speaking English to me at all, and it's pretty uncomfortable. Um, wow. So, so there's a, a bunch of days like that that stretch on, and and I I get let out, and and you know in that time I get the benefit of seeing my mom in five point restraints through glass, and oh. and and, uh, and and things that just you know kind of crush me in that way, and and I've been on this road for a long time, like I said, you know, and when I get cleared. And they said, we can call you back at any time, stay close, whatever, whatever. 
I go and I get cleaned up, you know, and I go, I got to change my life. My life's got to get different, man. I can't this. I, I just can't, man. I, uh, I'd rather die than live the life, you know? Right. And so, um, you know, I, I, and I didn't think, I didn't see another life for me to live really. I didn't understand that there was anything. And so I, I sobered up and I kind of kept a, a road going and, and I was around different people. I, I didn't know anybody where I was. I, I moved states recently because I was, uh, you know, I was selling guns and drugs in the last state I was like, it was a whole thing, man. And, um, wow. And so then, you know, as far as a, a never quit story, I don't know if it is, it's a culmination of a life and a big 180 degree turn that, that, that I took. And, and so I'm uncomfortable. I'm serving coffee. I, I'm working in a kid's group home, which is all to say I have zero job skills that aren't going to land me in prison. And, uh, and, and I'm living a rudimentary life at best. And, but I'm not drinking and I'm not using drugs. Amen. And so that was my big success in that way. But after a while, that's not getting it. And it's just not enough. And I had to, I had to change my mindset. I had to change my consciousness, I guess. Absolutely. And, and so... Um, well, that's a good so, point. I mean, so let me ask you a question. So when you decided to change your mindset, the, the paths were there, right? Because a lot of people say... You know, sure. I'm, I'm stuck in this hole. There ain't no way out. But I mean, that's that's twofold, right? Their mindsets that way, and there is there no way out because when you changed your mind, you found one. So, well, that's yeah, a good point I, to make to people think, who, yeah. who think there's no way out. I think the big thing is is uh, there's a lady, this little old lady, Jeannie Rigaud, and she was probably 70 at the time, and she was a devout Catholic, went to mass every day at seven. And uh, she was in it. Now I, I didn't understand that at all because I was like, "This isn't something I can put my hands on. I don't, I don't, I don't see how that's useful." You're one of the smartest people I know, though. So, and and what she said to me, she and whenever she wanted to call me stupid, she called me kitten. She goes, "You know, kitten." Uh, awesome. That's a grandmother she, she for you, says, right? That's uh, what they do, man. She was so she was so kind in that way, you know. Glorious. She'd say, she'd say "You know, kitten." There's, there's no victim that ever gets recovery. You can't be a victim and recover from, from these things that are maladies to you. Nobody will ever succeed with a victim mindset. Wow. And so that kind of thing about an extreme ownership of my life is what it took for me. And, and so I, I, I got to a position where everything that I saw, I saw as a choice. My choices had made my feet, put them where they are. There's nothing I can, I can point to that's an external thing. Now, I actually, that's not true. I could point to everything as an external thing. Right. This caused that. This guy did me wrong, blah, 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 whatever. But no, there's no money in it. None. There's no love in it. There's no freedom in it. And the only freedom I found was by really owning every goddamn aspect of my life and going, I brought me here. Because if my problem remained you, and that's all I needed in my past, all I needed was a scapegoat. If I got somebody to point a finger at, I'm good. <laughs> Yeah, 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 we were, we were. Yo. Yeah, that right here. We're here together. Here. This asshole made me do it. It can't know? just be me. Homeboy's yeah. here. You know, I could get people around me to understand it. People around me could be like, "Well, you, you are right. He did do you wrong, or whatever, whatever." You know, and uh, and and when I got out of that, and I started going, I demand more of myself. I'm going to have a goddamn standard in my life. That was a big turning point for me in that way and then you know i'm digging ditches i was on a construction site at that time i'm wanting to kill myself because fuck i'm a loser i'm pouring coffee and digging ditches and this <laughs> is, I, I, I mean i used to have a pocket of money and now i'm i'm here and i'm like ah maybe prison's better but 
um, I started going, or you can change your attitude. You know, this, this dude told me, he says, you know, you're ready to cash your own check. You're free. You can do whatever you want. Try whatever. And next day when I went digging ditches, I was happy as fuck because I knew I either needed to be, I knew the ditch needed to get dug. I can be happy about it or I can be sore about it. And do I want to go through life being sore about everything? And so then I just demanded happiness in my life. I demanded a, a more loving attitude of myself in my life. And when I did that, I found out that it didn't mean that I was going to be in, and I used to think if I fall in love with pouring coffee or with digging ditches, I used to think that meant that I was going to be rooted in digging ditches and pouring coffee for the, my whole life. Yeah. And, and I had to be kind of sore about it to get different. And what I found to be true is that falling in love with my life, no matter what it is that I'm doing, as long as it's not hurting anybody or myself, falling in love with my life is the thing that's a transferable skill. Right? Everywhere. Like, I can bring that into the next place, into my relationships, into everywhere. And the more loving I can be about everything, and then when I'm more loving and more kind, then bigger and better shit happens it, in my life. It comes at you like a waterfall, man. It, 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 what's remarkable to me, though, Tate, what I want to ask is, you said you one day you're digging, you're miserable. You right. go home that night. What? What? I mean, did you just? Was it literally a moment of clarity? Was it uh, an epiphany? So. Was it? Was it what? I mean, was what I, was I, the I, shift? I believe that I was uh, lucky, and in, in the you know, I mean, my life is based on being fortunate about being able to hear the voices that were talking to me at the time they were talking to me, and and maybe Amen. they were always there, but. When I heard him and they took hold and a guy offered me another thing, he says, you, you know, you got to own your feelings. No job makes you feel shitty. No person makes you feel uh, unloved. No, like this is all inside work, Tate, and, and you need to own yourself. And I think that was the big, uh, wow. a big aspect of it for me, you know, was, was hearing that that night. And he's going, listen, are you going to die tomorrow? And I go, ugh, probably not. Even though for years I'd hoped I would. Right. I, I just settled with the fact that I probably wasn't going to and I wasn't really going to kill myself. And so then I go, okay, so if you're going to be here tomorrow and you can either be happy and feel good about it or feel shitty about it, if that old uh, Abraham Lincoln quote is really true, <laughs> then I'm going to go ahead and try to feel good today, you know? Yeah. And, and then the other aspect of it for me, David, was super important. A dude says, hey, Tate, how many thoughts can you think at one time? And I go, I don't know, I guess one. He goes, yeah, there's only room for one thought in the mind at a, at a time, right? So you have to be... He's like, he, he's, he goes, that's why retarded people are so strong. He goes, yeah, I don't know if you guys ever fought, yeah. a I fought a retarded kid when I was in fifth grade and he was strong as fuck. And, <laughs> awesome. and, and he goes, the reason he goes, the reason they're strong is, in, is because they're only thinking about that one thing. They're just thinking about squeezing or whatever it is they're thinking about. It's very simple. Right. And you, you make your life so complex. He says, you, uh, you know, you, you scrutinize, you analyze everything that you paralyze yourself. And, and he said, so you that's can take you get one thought die. at a time. Wait, what's that? That's how you get old and die. That's why like, the yeah, human right? condition is where the body is supposed to, what is it, Tate, 170 or something like that? Because of the, because of trying to transfer too many thoughts oh, through there yeah, and yeah, focusing yeah. on yeah. too many different things is what ages, ages. I mean, there's a lot of factors, obviously. Well, but no, that's the but no I like, and you brought this up the other day as we were talking about this. And I love how it connects right here with, well, with Tate is you think about it, the energy you can expend in your one thought in that moment is a, is it creates the direction you're going to travel in your life uh, and, and you're in control of that directional thought at any minute. Now, what I, what I want to hear in this, cause it's fascinating stuff, brother. We, we haven't had anybody on 
talk about it in 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 kind of these these minuscule right changes right like this although right. Dave Goggins really got into a unique place too but well you can tell somebody's that. really gone all the way down that's oh, when, that's how it, from that because that's how you know when you're explaining it like that and everyone grazes over the they've been in some tough spots right but if the people who've been in the real tough ones they give you the you know what, man? I was tying my shoes the wrong way and for a couple. Of, that kind of thing. You know, I mean, it does get down to the bottom, baby. Yeah. In the bottom. Yeah, in the bottom. I love it. I, I was love. Just listening to a, a thing about a basketball coach the other day, and he was saying he got so good because he would think about the minutia. He started thinking about like he'd watch his players' laces when they weren't even playing, and he'd go, "Hey, let's relace that." And he'd teach them how to lace their shoes because if you got a blister on that foot because of bad shoes you'd play a bad practice or maybe you'd be out and then if you got into a game then and that loses seasons and and it's like the little shit matters and so i started looking at the thoughts and uh i go listen if you get one thought it can be positive or negative there's no gray area nope and so the more positive thoughts the more positive your life the more negative the more negative and i just decided that and i started thinking if i tie my shoe on the left side before the right side is it going to take me towards recovery more is it going to take me towards darkness more and I just started uh, really micromanaging my mind and kind of became a watcher of my mind, I guess. And, and I go, my thoughts can kill me, man. I need to be careful of my thoughts. Well, when so people get- that, that was, I guess, the big thing. And I, I guess I'd finished by saying, this lady said to me one time, I told my story at a high school one time, and, and she comes up afterwards and she says, I just don't know how you lived through that. And, and, uh, and you know, looking back, I'm like, what, like, whatever. But like what my thought was, I go, you don't think about living through it. No, like that's not what I thought about. You're I thought it. about putting one foot in front of the other and getting across the yard without getting fucking stabbed or whatever. <laughs> I'm not thinking about. I'm not thinking about like how do I get through this chunk? You get through the little stuff, and that's what got me through sport in little ways too. Like I'm getting beat down in the corner of a cage. How do I get to my elbow? How do I get to my hand? I'm not thinking about how to stand up. I'm thinking about little victories. Yeah. Otherwise, it gets too big, right? That's how I'm built too. I mean, it's kind of like the little mundane details to keep getting back up because ultimately what I all, all i have is i can take pain a lot, yeah, of, it, a lot of it, lot I, of it. And I believe in myself <laughs> you know that kind of deal yeah, when you re- rebound from the from the body it also makes it harder to knock us down because you have to knock us through each little barrier when some people who built it up yeah. they, you know they on the they fabricated it or they don't spend enough time practicing that one little skill before they go to the next one well then yeah. you'll bust right through that but if you built a base on not being special you know it's yeah. just nothing but trained Things broke out a little differently. Well, we got a we got a concept that we share a lot of time on air, and and it's about you know coming to the realization of that self and wanting to move forward and going into the SEAL teams and the training and the program and really fulfilling the mindset at a higher level within a higher purpose. So after you now have have decided, I'm going to live positive. I'm going to walk the path. What was the shift? I mean, where did you find? You know, because you've you've led an incredible life, and I would like to just see what was next. Where did you sink into to where you were going to fulfill that momentary uh, joy as step by step? Um, Well, I guess it's the same thing like what Marcus just said. Like I I got no special aptitudes. I'm uh, I'm not probably I don't know. Guys say that I'm strong, but I don't feel like I'm super strong for my size. I don't feel like I'm. got any abilities but what i found out i found out i was tough yeah like you find I mean, out yeah, that, that is, <laughs> I mean. like, people don't think of that as a skill set until you find out that other people i'm like i never knew what pussies other people were I'm like, <laughs> <"Hey, God." laughs> 
All I got to do is outlast you, man. Oh, you guys are awesome, dude. It's true, man. I mean, I'd always look at these guys that were like wicked talented and this, that. I'm like, I'm just not that. And then I'll go, but I'll break you. I'll stay in it, buddy. You know, never thought I was good enough. Right. And I mean, yeah. and we were looking back at some pictures my brother found, my wife found when we were young, you know, yeah. and you see in the magazines where everybody's ripped up and shredded. And so you try right. to have been like that. Yeah. Well, we never thought we got there, but then I was looking at the pictures when we were young. I was like, okay, even without the Photoshop, not when I mean, you worked hard. Yeah. Just kept going oh. on it. You know, those right. no talent guys, quit. man, you, you train and train and train. You don't ever think you have it. And then all of a sudden you have shotgun past whoever it is you were trying to be like. And yep. it, like I said, it, all it boils down to you. And those those are the guys that never forget where they came from because you've been beat down so many times. So it's tougher to, to knock them over. Well, it, what I love to hear about it, Tate, is you, you find all of a sudden you discover this great skill set, right, being tough, which is, I believe, it, it's part of your core, part of your soul, right? It, you know, that's where that stuff comes from. What did you do with that knowledge now? I just, I, I showed up. You know, I think the next thing you find out is that um, nobody's special. Because the guys that are special that have aptitudes, they quit, right? And so the guy like the, that tough. works hard, that, that's the guy that'll put in reps every day. That's the guy you want to work with. I mean, whether what, if you're an athlete or, or whatever, I just want the guy that is driven, that has that gnawing in his guts, in his head, that, you know, like that, that, that a guy that's placated easily, I don't like him. Yeah. I, I like the guy that's not satisfied, man, because that satisfied, if you get satisfied, you kill your desire. I need a guy that's going to have desire in him, in his heart. And, and that thing about being tough to knock down, Marcus, I, I love that because the other thing is if you know you can stand back up and you know you can take the hit, you're able to deliver yeah. your hits better. The guy that's like kind of gun shy to that, he's easy to beat because he's never going to give you his best offense either because he's afraid his defense is going to get crushed. Right. And, and if, you're, if, you, if you don't care about that very much – you're you're in a way advanced position, I think. Well, even not caring about it, you've, you've already experienced it. You're poor past that. You know, right. is that what you got? Because yeah. we've been I've been past that one with the last dude. You know, <laughs> and the guys, the guys who have those Absolutely. special skills, man, what they miss because where, where that comes into play is training, right? They have Absolutely. special something. Well, when they start getting hit, what they find is what they missed in training. All right, so the guy who has been training and been hit and hit that way. He's already experienced it in training where the, the special guy who doesn't have to work as hard and may, may not have had that yet. Oh, and the only way you sure. get that is in, in when you find out it's in there because and it's too late. there's still a void in that individual psychologically, right? There's still a, 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 there, there's still a position of the unknown that they're desperately trying to backfill that we have already experienced, right? That, have, that we've, got, we've overcome and we know we're not going to – you can knock us down and knock us down and knock us down, but there's that space in our mind that never's defeated. Anyone who can hold on to that special skill set is because it's been tested yes. in, in every way. Right. Yeah. That, that's the only way that works. I mean, you, and I those think guys, also my team, I think, you know, I, sure, have, yeah, I mean, yeah, right. I would think about it and I'd go, you know what? I don't think I'm as good as this guy or, or uh, whatever, but you know what? I know he's not better than Keith. And, and I fucking do, and I'm doing great, right? Like, and I would think like that. I would go, he's not going to show me magic. I'm, I, I train best <laughs> that's guys tactics, right? That's, that's I how that, yeah, exactly. Pedestal. I think they're the best motherfuckers in the world. And, 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 and so, and I also, I owe it to that team that's, that's brought me to where I am to crush this guy. I have to show my best. Well, I love, I love that you talk about team because that's a big thing for us, as you can imagine, where we come from and, and yeah. the importance of it. 
So when I, when I, when was the first time as you're walking that path now and you're, you're doing it, you're getting in, you found MMA maybe, or you found some other ass a- avenues. Right. When did you first start saying, all right, I, these people around me, th- th- they want to be around me because of that toughness, because of the, the direction I'm going. They want to be a part of that in, in their own unique way, but also to support me. Where did you first find that? I, th- I think at Jackson's MMA. I mean, Greg Jackson's a fantastic yeah, coach guy, in, in, in mixed dude. martial arts, and um, and Joey Villasenor is an old school guy. He he fought Robbie Lawler in Pride way back in the day, and mm-hmm. and he was a quickest knockout and King of the Cage champion. He he fought all over the place, and and it was when Pride and the UFC were both still the oh, yeah. big heads. And he was like, well, let's get a belt in Pride, and he spoke. He it's the language that he spoke in. He, he would speak. I remember talking to Coach one day, and, and he's going, You know, Coach, if we could get to 170, he says, I think we'd be a four, we, we'd take the belt at Pride. And, and he spoke in that plural aspect instead of, I think I could make 170 and I could get the belt. And I go, And that just clicked for me, man. That's I cool. heard Joey talking. I go, Yeah, we're together here, man. Like, we're together. And I, and I also feel that way. Like, um, you know, I, when I, I, I buried one of my good friends, uh, uh, Oh, it's been a long time now, you know, back in um, the 90s. But uh, I, th- I remember thinking, like, we're immortal in a way by the people we love and by the people that love us, by the by the way that we get built up. Like, Rory's etched on my heart in a way that is never going to be a way. And I think that, that, you know, has made me me in a different way. And and so I think all those, there's that, that connection, that unity. I think there's a spiritual aspect to us all. And I think the Christians call it like... Uh, you know, the Holy Ghost or, or whatever, Holy Spirit. Uh, you know, the, the, but there's a, there's a thread for sure that weaves through all of us. Amen. And, to that. And there's, there, there's a, there's a connection in that. And I think our fear and our insecurities, it, it, our egos keep us from each other and our true selves. Well, they're given and, to us by each other. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. What, what do you mean by that? You're not born with those. Those are instilled in you with the people you surround yourself with. So it's, so? it's learned. It's, it's learned. It, it, that's why you, anybody can be retrained everything you have from birth has been taught into you except for the smell and everything yeah. all the senses right right everything else is white noise and controlled by your mind so if if you if you boil it all the way back and look with the fighters if you've seen a fighter's head who just gotten beaten the next guy he was fighting was one day younger than him i tell him I was like he's one day younger than you he has less and then back it all up into your head as far back as you need to right like what if you were fighting this guy in high school who do you think would be tougher you or him you all right well think about that while you're out there you know just yeah. i mean hit the, him with everything imprint. you got from the, the to rebuild it yeah the imprint because right. always remember that a memory stored in the brain is not in there with a computer chip or anything right i have no idea morgan has a great idea yeah. i don't have any idea his brother's a brain doctor yeah. by the way so, so we're waiting but whatever to it is it's an electrical <laughs> path it's an electrical path. Right. And you can lay something over the top of that. I think about that too. I think. I mean. I think like the like when you read. I mean, when guys read the Bible, it's like I don't think that like Jonah lived in a whale, but like <laughs> there's guys that do, and I think that the Bible's a hundred percent true if they believe it is. Amen. I think that 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 like that belief thing that you're talking about, Marcus. I think that's. I mean, we are fucking powerful in our minds uh, beyond measure that we can understand even, I think. I mean, it's phenomenal. Uh, so what, look, when, th- when we three guys right here motivate each other with that, imagine, so the human mind, no one knows how powerful it is, but if what if everybody on the planet thought about the same thought? 
the right. energy that, that right. sparked out from. I mean, and I like how you talk about it in terms of energy, right? Your brain is using twenty percent of the energy your body could, could produces. It's one of the smallest organs in your body, but yet it consumes more energy than almost everything else. And and when you focus those thoughts towards advancing in your life, towards pushing for acceptance of team, and then sharing those dynamic those 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 nurturing, amazing experience or negative experiences, whatever they might be, into a positive attribute, you see true growth. Well, your body's got to right. drag through that. Your mind has the idea, right? Then you can't go down a path unless you look for it. Yeah, and then absolutely. the body is going gonna, is gonna to be the, uh, a reflection of what the, what's going through the mind. Absolutely, absolutely. I so, say that right? Yeah, that you, you know, it, I, uh, I'm, I'm tracking. I'm always tracking. I got you. Yeah. It made sense. So, Tate, what I want to ask you is, so now – you you're surrounded by really amazing people. They're they're yeah, they're sharing yeah, yeah. they're sharing in your your path. They're building you up. They're validating your concept, and it's becoming truth. How did that shift your life when that truth really started to take hold in you? What happened next? I think it's I think it, it, it's 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 a tough thing, man. Because there's a it's not a it's not necessarily a light switch like it's kind of like, you know, if I go, Hey, take vitamin C, it's good for you. Bioflavonoids and you'll get some antioxidants and stuff like that. And you take eight vitamin C and I go, how's it working for you? You're like, "Mm, I don't know. Maybe it works. You know what I mean? I give you Oxycontin. You're like, this works, you know? Uh, And so I I think that like the change in my life is like vitamin C, right? Uh, uh, That's so awesome, dude. I don't see that until there's years down the road really of it. And so uh, I I wish I could say there's a culminating thing, but that team thing is a huge thing because it allowed me to get out of me. I I, I stopped living a life that was based on self and I started living a life that was based on others. And I started to look instead of like, what could help me, but how could I be useful to others? And another thing that happened for me, I'm, I'm working as a bouncer in a bar and uh, I remember I just needed more money. And it was the same time I was fighting. And I was like, I need more money. And, um, and then I was listening after we took out the trash and stuff. And, and my boss was this uh, lesbian lady named Donna Lee. And Donna Lee was talking to her girlfriend and saying, I just don't know how we're going to, this, uh, this event next weekend better make money because I don't know how we're going to make the rent. And I thought, God damn, she needs money too. And I go, if she loses this, then I lose this. And it was the first time I really started looking at it. And I go, if she does better, you'll do better. Right. And right. I never had that concept before. And so I started looking out, how can I make her more money? How can I make her do better? And so I started talking about her, her bar at places all the time. When I was out, I started trying to, I, I shifted my consciousness into that. And when I did that, that was a training ground, the roots, the vitamin C that started growing up and dictated the next, you know, dozen years of my life or whatever after that. Wow, that's an awesome story, and we 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 feel that too. I mean, because when when we talk about this all the time, when you walk into buds, it's this whole internal self component yeah, where you man. wanna you wanna see if you can stand with those other men that have made it through. You wanna you wanna prove yourself. How old were you guys when you did it? I was twenty three. Twenty two. Twenty two. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. normal. Right, that's the average. And so, but like just like you're saying though. It was that consciousness of shift where it no longer had anything to do with me at all about right. my success. And all I wanted to do was to motivate the dude next to me to be better, man. And that was the conscious shift for me. Same thing, dude. I, got, yeah. I like to explain like this, the vitamin C. I mean, that's a good one. I, 
take that one on board. But remember when, so when you get hurt and you get out of shape or when you were young and you started to work out? Yeah. You don't really know how much progress you made, no matter how much you look at yourself to that one person right. goes, hey, hey, <laughs> what's going on here? And you never go back to the place you were at. I mean, that one positive, re- one person, one person has to say, you know, man, it looks like you've been working out. Oh, dude, it's working. And then at that, you know that you had, it's in your, in my mind, it was always, all right, now I'm at that point where it paid off. And then you work out harder and you work out longer. And that's in your head. And somebody was like, Jesus, man, you need to slow down. Well, like, I'm, it's really doing good. Right. And then you, with the coaches, with the fighters, especially the newer fighters coming in, like, hey, your coach is always going to tell you you're good and what you're capable of. And when you get into that first, in that fight and you win, then, then you're like, oh, coach knows what he's talking about. You got to try it. I the mean, validation. You gotta, yeah, I mean, yeah. all that stuff is set in, I mean, the words are words. When we get out here and we solidify it with a win or right. whatever it is, then like, okay, and that's that's your baseline right there. And then you push forward after that. Uh, yeah. All right, so I got so, so competition. You don't really get that. You, no. you, it's a no. tough yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I would love to ask you guys too is like without that, like what do you think as far as like, uh, you, you know, as far as life goes and, and, uh, and crucibles that kids can go through, like there's there's not a lot of that. There's not a lot of proving grounds. There's not there, and and you get all these kids that have all this confidence, don't have any merit, and they got no reason to be confident. I mean, oh, I got all these sense. guys out here, and they want to like whether they want to get paid or whether they want to be under the lights or whether I'm like, you know, a guy told me the nicest thing when I was in my early twenties. He says, "Hey, stupid, why <laughs> don't you shut up and go get yourself a reputation?" Okay. <laughs> You build who you're going to be, have some goddamn character, go have adventures. And, you know, but everybody wants to start out with one, you know? Yeah. Everybody wants to start out with a reputation. Like it's not a stamp because you got opposable thumbs. Well, that, you know, I heard somebody the other day saying there's a new invention out that gets you in shape and it was pull-ups. So it's there, dude. You know what I'm talking about? It just, you know, guys like us, when it comes to them younger kids, like, hey, you better get into the Boy Scouts. After that, we're going to teach you how to fight, to fish. Yeah, we're going to put some education in you, teach you a little religion. Well, it's and not then- just that, man. It's, it's you know, I, I've, I've been, you know, my transition in life happened because of feeling empathy for kids and wanting to create my program, Frog Logic, for kids initially. And, and so I spent a lot of time researching our educational system, the shift in societal norms, you know, the, 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 yeah, the, but he, he nailed it, man. And you're, you're right. Cause technology is great. And these kids are plugged in and they got, you know, on social media, he's got a thousand friends, but he right. goes to talk to one of them in real life. He has no idea how to converse because an LOL over your screen. And then somebody having to actually do it in front of you. It could be sarcastic. Everyone perceives something differently. And the less time you spend face to face with each other and through that screen, they lose that. And that's, that's a big component too. I, well, brother, this started way uh, m- way before the internet, way before social media, man. This started in the late 70s and culminated in, in 89-90 where they changed some laws about accountability in school and education, teachers being able to discipline oh, you're, kids. Yeah, you're going down. Oh, I'm going I mean, way yeah. back. I'm talking about a, <laughs> That's a, deep a cataclysmic right. shift yeah, right. in, in the way we raise our society to where we've stripped out those crucibles. Like you said, but we've stripped yeah, them out. There's, and, no, there's no more rites of passage r- in, in a huge way. In a massive way. So to, well, to tie this together, though, and, and to, to uh, you know bump this down the road, because I, I think we could camp out here forever, though. Sure. The, the people that are listening right now and, and are, gonna, are already just hyper-engaged to your story, Tate, you know, they're sitting in that, that moment where, all right, it's crucible time, man. And so... Ex- help help them understand that the crucibles are perpetual, that they're always there, 
And, and if yeah. you could share a, a later story on, maybe when you you've ended sure. your career in MMA or started your next career, whatever. That's where a great, That's a great you know? segue to that, yeah. yeah. I, I, well, I think the big thing is, is that, um, you know, looking at that is that I was always looking when I, when I was, uh, you know, a younger guy, I was like, retirement will be great when I could just retire and do nothing. I, all I knew is I wanted, you know, summertime every day, you know, and, <laughs> and, uh, it's a, a real weak outlook is how I look back at it. But, um, and, and now I look at a place where I'm like, I couldn't imagine retiring. I couldn't imagine there's so much that I want to do and I want to accomplish. And I feel like I want to push forward that like, there's, there's no time to fuck about and not be producing, um, is, is one thing. The thing about switching, especially like being a fighter or being like, it, it's, one of the hardest things for the ego is to become new again, to become fresh, to become right. a baseline. I try to become fresh in a baseline every morning. And oh, go I love that. And go out and, Start and over you, every day. you have to. You just must get into that mindset of being a student, right? Amen. Amen so, to that. It fires me up. <laughs> so also that, that, becomes, that becomes a thing. If I can reset my day at a baseline, I can go learn. And then I don't have an ego about like, oh, I'm supposed to be the toughest guy here or the smartest guy here or the, what, you know, maybe the most handsome guy there. Uh, <laughs> and I can just be a guy that's going to go out and be of service and maybe learn something along the way. And I think that that's one of the hugest parts. And when I stopped being a fighter, um, uh, you know, as, as my job, I, I look at it and I, I look at a lot of guys. I, I watch guys that went before me and I watched how it turned out for them. And I watch guys that stayed too long. And, and that's a sadness, you know, uh, there's a lot of guys that, you know, you, 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 you suffer some brain injury anyway, but then after, as you get older and you already have brain injury, well, you're not as quick. Your reflexes aren't as fast. There's a lot of things that get mitigated with that. And then it gets more pronounced because you're hit more and then I, I, your timing is off. And there's, there's all that stuff. And, and, uh, I didn't want to, I didn't want the fighting to dictate when I stopped. But what that means is that you got to confront your ego and there's no kids that are in the store going, Oh, that's that guy that's, Cause that feels good. Makes you feel good. <laughs> now, now who are you? If you're not that guy, there's a, there's a meeting I was at earlier and a lady expressed that she's like, I, I just re retired from my job I'm, or I'm changing careers or whatever. And, uh, I'm trying to have a different life in this way and that way. And I just don't know who I am anymore. And I go, I need you to consider that you are not who you were because of what you were doing and that you're not going to be who you are because of what you're doing next. It's like you are maybe something different than the things that you do. And now in that way, you can express the things that you want to do in a better, more full way, I think. And, and I think that that speaks to the person more because who are you when you're stripped away from your money, your, your job title, all the things that make you you? Who are you at this level? And then you can go out into the world and ask yourself that, but it's a dark fucking place to look into. People yeah. don't like to look at that part of themselves. No. And I got forced to going out of fighting and going, now who are you? And you asked me like earlier about my biggest failure or whatever. And I look at that and I go, I, like, it's like what Marcus was saying. I got comfortable being uncomfortable. That's what Coach Jackson would say all the time. You got to get comfortable where other men are uncomfortable. And I got comfortable not being the best, but I fucking learned to try. I'm always going to try. And so that's the thing, like even going in and going into an audition room or going in and, and putting myself out there and, and you're burying yourself in a different way that's weird and odd and, and all this stuff. But I, I'm going to get told no a thousand times and I'm okay with it. I'm going to keep trying. You know what I mean? And, and, oh, and that's what like an audition process is into being an actor or something like that. You're going to get told no a lot. It's all going to look like success to everybody watching. 
because they're never in the room when you're told no. You right. know what I mean? Uh, at all. They, they don't. Right. It, and that's yeah. what, hey, that keeps those guys humble, too, man, where they got to, you know, I was in a great movie, but I got to re, I got to go re-audition for the next one. And I, when I was listening to him say that, I was like, it's you know, act perpetual like you, redefining. Right, even if you go in as perpetual. a CEO, always go in like you're working in the mailroom. Yeah. I've been working in the mailroom for 30 years. That's how I got that Bentley that just dropped me off. Yeah, that kind of deal. You just <laughs> yeah. always think like that. Yeah, I dig it. And you got to worry about a champ who comes in and starts off his day, you know, doing the jumping jacks and then sweeping the floor. The guy that goes, remember, he comes in there every day not thinking he's a champ, thinking he's the new guy. And he just happened yeah. to beat his training partners. You know, that never, the one that never think that buys into the fact that it's done, that I have the belt. I don't have it. It's just they yeah. keep it at my place. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. You know, that the watchdog. It's, it's, it's rented in a spot at my place. That's the thing, man. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. You're rich, you better show up to your day like you're poor. Right. <laughs> I mean, we had the only easy day was yesterday. I mean, uh, we did everything great. I mean, or we got through it, but, but we show up next day. You're a new today? guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't, you know, like uh, you, you hear all the time, I can't, I can't get nourished off yesterday's sandwiches. No. Nope. I can't breathe yeah. yesterday. Days air, right. and nope. so that thing about who I was or who I used to be, that ain't gonna help me. Maybe I mean maybe it builds a base, but like I got to be fresh every day. Man. I was wondering about the transition with guys like us. So I, you and I transitioned out of the teams. We're not team guys anymore. Yeah, like I really don't even do anything that we did in there. I exercise. When you transition over to stuntman and you gave up fighting, do you do you fight for exercise kind of deal? It's still part of your life in some kind of yeah, man. Good I, question. I mean, you know, we're all. I, I feel like this, man. I feel like we're all whores. Don't burn any What I mean in that is that we're all selling our bodies, we're selling our minds, we're selling our talents, our charisma, or whatever it is. And after, that's what everybody does. I don't no, care. No, if absolutely, you're a housewife, I, 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 absolutely, I mean. athlete. You're selling your ass. Well, it's funny that you bring that up once. So I, that's exactly what it is. No, you no, strip no, away it, money it, and everything, then the right then, price. It, it's for the right price, right? And and what your value is on yourself, yep. and and that yep. becomes a very a very real thing after you make that transition. Because for for us, and I I went through a horrible transition getting out, caved in, went back to my dark spot, driving my motorcycle in bars and beating people up and crazy stuff, and. And and because I wasn't comfortable with that def- redefining process, but and it's taken me ten years to get out. Not now I'm living in that space you're talking about. But the the big thing now, like, is is not just the humbleness or what's new about life every day, but then to take really and understand that my experience and the breadth of my experience, it, there's value to it. Right. And I can bring value and maybe it's not value like, uh, uh, you know, a doctor's ability to, you know, no, 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 do no, that. see, don't even, that's the deal. That's what I was saying. We were talking about if you strip away money and then to survive, you have to survive on what you're capable of. Well, then the doctor will make money off of being, you know, I'm talking about you, yeah. you use your skills you have as a human. And then we invented the money part to show you how important you are, how For important sure. that skill set is. That's why doctors get paid. I, and now and you're you can saying to find them. that passion. Right. I mean, it's all there. You, you, the only way you're going to be successful is find out what you do great inside of you, not what somebody tells you to do. Because if you took the money away, would you still be doing what you're doing now? Exactly. You know, if you're not any good at it, you better find something that you are good at. And that's when you, you got to be careful with the technology as that progresses. Well, everybody's good at that. There's only a select few who can write that code. You better right. have some, uh, smile uh, that goes along it. with it. I mean, you're tracking. So I, I want to go back to you, Tate, and I want to ask you this because – you know, although we we had this great segment before you came on about great fighters that became actors and okay and and, and it was really phenomenal. Like we brought up, you know, 
uh, Chuck Norris and Bruce Lee and and really these wonderful well, that, human Those guys beings. were doing exactly what he these fighters did today in martial arts, especially because there was no fighting circuit. No. So they were a great fighter. Yeah. We'd amazing, fight in the dude. streets, man. And yeah. then they, the yeah. movie thing was where they could do it and get paid. The, again, yeah. going back to their skill set, making a living off of it, what, they're, what you're great at. And that goes down. You can cut through every generation with that, even the, the, the young ones. Hey, whatever you're great at. Be really good and, at it. And Tate's representing that modern era. And listen, I, I'm going to give you a shout out, bro, because I, I tell you what. You're well, the, you can jump between stuff. There's not you're, one you're, thing that defines you. I, exactly. And But I, I, there's a question coming up. So just bear with me. You're, okay. you're the baddest bad guy there is out there, hands down, dude. <laughs> I, I'm telling you what, I, dude, I, I watch The Equalizer. Every time it's on, I skip to the floor. To the you're end. the guy everyone it was, knows the name. No, I know who you're talking about. What's yeah, his yeah, name? Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah, what his yeah. name was. Dude, I'm telling you, it's him. <laughs> you're like, the baddest know bad that, guy on the planet. And when you posted the other day about you getting flipped by Ben and Affleck and the account, dude. I'm like, yes, oh, dude, yeah. that's fired yeah. up. That's great that you you know by your your oh, your reputation well, what comes with it. Not that because he's yeah. acting. You're you're a bad dude on, and, and so you're acting as matching it in a way. Tell me, please help me understand because you're passionate about what you do, who you are every single day. When you show up and and you and the and the, the lights go on and the set goes and the director goes action man, are you feeling passionate in that? And are you really is it fulfilling to you in the way your previous <laughs> is life there anything was? like walking like, into yeah. the cage? Yeah, anything, it, it, I mean, is it fulfilling? A, you're chasing the rush. Let's make that clear too. I mean, we do all this because of the end game. There's a feeling you get, and there's if you hadn't walked into the cage, my, my the greatest trip I have is being at the fights. You hear all the fans calling them. Wimps yeah. and you know I'm yeah. like, dude, you have any idea what it takes just to walk down the yeah, down? yeah. and get the in there? The number the one worst part, right? <laughs> I mean, what's that first punch? Anybody's been in a fight knows what yeah. the first punch is thrown. It's over. I mean, though, then you're relaxed. Yeah. It's that damn walk down to the cage, you're like, oh man, you know? <laughs> so true, man. It's the build up. It's easy to get in a fight in a bar, go out and smack somebody, and you know that's it. But that, go. Oh, in two months, every day of every second of every day, you're thinking about like it's a different thing, man. And, uh, right. it's, a, it's a trip. Would yeah. you go to the bar uh, if you knew you were going to get in a fight? Probably not. I, I, that's my point. Like, yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't get dressed up and drive down, or you know, drive down yeah. to the bar to, a, to I get. Sure, a, I sure wouldn't wear my good pants. <laughs> 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 I mean, gosh. Uh, all right, so so I'd be, I'd be down there in sweatpants or something. I know. All right, so, so ruin my shirt, dude. I just is, got. Do I get that? Yes, yeah. absolutely. When they, when they, when it's all on you to lose, and they go action. Oh, I, and that's the feeling. That, huh? that I fucking love that, man. I, I love it. There's a book called The Rise of Superman. You guys got to read. Oh, all right. It, it, it gave a, it gave, it gave verbiage to things that I'd always felt for uh, my whole life. Of, of why do I why am I addicted to that rush and what is that man? You guys will relate to this a thousand percent. They, it's it's really awesome. The Rise of Superman. It's called. God. You know what I think? I, that, I kinda, someone just told me about this book last week, man, and it's the second time. And I I'm the kind of guy Tate when when the when the when the flags oh, really? are going off that I, yeah, I yeah. like I click in and and I get into that energy, man. Start so to I, pick up from, from everybody. We're doing Tate just brought that up, man. It's like everybody. You listen to everybody's story and what they, what, no matter what they do in life, right? There's a, that end game that gives them that feeling. Right. And everybody yep. to achieve that. So the, the adrenaline you get from walking into the ring or going on the set is the same rush we get when we head out the door. 
Yeah. And it comes from the same place and it's the same kind of rush. And then those guys. When are, I press record on this this laptop right yeah. here, I get it, man. Well, that's right my now point. I got that's it. That's my point is is everyone thinks that the only way they can get that rush is by doing this. And that's, you can do multi. He, look, look what he did. He got, he's chasing that. It, he still gets it. That's what I'm living. That's way. what living is. Well, what I love about it, what really blows me away, Tate, and, and now you're even re you're reinventing yourself even more with your your podcast and Amen. running the ca- coffee company and I- I'm sure you got a million other what are some of the other amazing things that you're doing in your life right now brother well it, one thing I want to say before I go that is like that that thing about uh, you're saying about the rush and when you guys get your boots on and, and you get the call and you're like it's time to go um you know, uh, I had a friend of mine, and I, I, I thanked him a bunch for his service and, and uh, all that. And he goes, you know, and he, he'd lost both his legs. Uh, he's a Canadian sniper, and, and he stepped on a, a, a mine, and, and, it, and guys had stepped on it before him, but he was like 250. He was a lot bigger than the other right. guys, and it must have whatever. But he goes, you know, soldiering's all I like to do. He's like, I would go do it right now if I could. He says, nobody got to thank me for doing that. Like that was a, it was cool. an honor and a privilege. And he says, and it's a hell of a lot of fun, you know, it's like, and, and I think that's the thing. And it goes back to what you were saying earlier, Marcus, that turns me on so much. And especially when talking to kids and stuff, they all want to look at how to make money. They all want to look at, how, but that's not what you want. You're asking the wrong question, kid. What you want is how do I become fulfilled in my life? How can I bring happiness and, and prosperity to my life? Well, that might not look like money. I know, I know so many people that are slaves and they are lawyers or engineers or whatever they want to do. Now, I know guys that are lawyers and engineers and all that that are turned down by that. But the thing is, is you fall in love with the thing that you're in love with with your life and other people will be interested in that too. Amen. Tony Hawk never thought that he was going to make money as a fucking skateboarder. He fell in love with skateboarding. Yeah. Kelly Slater never thought he was going to become the highest paid athlete by being a surfer. But, you know, and, and so those are the things is you do what you love and then you get to be excellent at that thing. And when you're excellent, man, that's transcendent, brother. Transcendental. And, and that's what fine. we need. That's what we need, you know. So I, I, that, that, I, I just wanted to say that before before I No, it's I spot on. Through. I mean, yeah. like we, go out, we say, you know, you go make a million memories and save a dollar from each. And yeah. then when you get it, you'll know those memories will have taught you what to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> I, love that, I, mean, I, most, I like, love that. When you're in your 20s and your early 30s. What the hell you do you need life. all that for? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's you're, you're out there sharpening the sword. And uh, making yeah. money later. Don't even worry about money. You're learning how to fight. The battle yeah. is at the end down there, and then when you take all those skill sets, get in your battle, and that's the win. You know, it's, it's the journey. That right? is that's the win. Kind of the, so, so yeah. share share with our listeners okay. now. You know how you've. I mean, what what is just all the other stuff? I'm yeah, doing. tell tell us about everything, man. And and all right. Well, I I I, I uh, people are like, how do you interweave your whole life? Like, I'm writing a book right now. Uh, I've got this pirate pirate life radio is my podcast. Um. I, uh, I, I've got a coffee company with uh, Lacey Mackey and Keith Jardine. Keith and I, our lives have intertwined for 20 years almost now uh, through being training partners to then being in movies and then starting a coffee company together. Um, and, uh, and so we, we run that and we're, we've been open in about three years. Uh, it's called Caveman Coffee and um, we're a single origin, single estate coffee. We just both love coffee. That's cool. And then Lacey loved coffee. And then we met these guys that we wanted to um, promote their coffee brand with. And they're like, well, you guys can start your own thing and do this. And so we started our own caveman coffee company. We got this single estate coffee. And we uh, have been pushing that. And we've been pushing it 
basically became from a healthy lifestyle. We started looking at ketogenic diets and we started looking at um, how to best utilize, especially as aging athletes, of, of getting your hormones balanced and, and, and getting, having a way that you can eat that's sustaining and that's it's lovely. Because Keith and I, when we would diet before, it's suffering. It's like you're eating, here's a quarter of a dry-ass chicken breast that you can have with some mustard and, and a half a cup of rice, and you're measuring everything, and it sucks. Dieting sucks. And then I started looking at things in a different way, and I go, wow, you can eat delicious whole meals, and if you just eat the right macronutrients, you can get sustained. And so then we started doing fasts and stuff where you weren't nutritionally uh, depleted. You are having fats in your coffee and having MCT oil and things like that. And then we started looking into MCT oil, and that started to mitigate uh, TBI, and it started to help repair the brain. It's got all kinds of good functions for you, and then it's good for your skin, and it's good for you know, it's good for all types of things. Wow. Um, and so we started looking into that, and that was kind of the outset of that company. And then I was on Breaking Bad for the last five episodes. It was the first time I had a, a chunk of money in my pocket. And then a buddy of mine that I used to, um, you know, I knew from the club business back in the day, and then I used to box. His brother was an awesome boxer. And we used to train all the time together. And he calls me up from Dallas and he goes, hey, brother, um, you want to invest in this thing? I'm going to start my own nightclubs. And I go, I don't know. Like, what, what are we talking about? He says, I just need money to secure the spot. And so I said, okay. And so I wrote him a check with all the money I had in my account. And we secured this spot. And I go, because I go, fuck, I've been broke before. And I go, well, let's roll the dice. And, and life was going good and whatever. And so I did that. And then we started this, these uh, bars called Concrete Cowboy. And there's one in Dallas, there's one in Austin, and there's one in Houston. Yeah. And so, uh, and we'll be starting one up in uh, in Chicago here uh, in the next couple months. And now we're looking to go into Frisco also, where uh, Jerry Jones is uh, building a new stadium oh, yeah. for the practice guy. Anyway, so started so, and then that turned into a thing. And that's been three years now, and it's been running. It's been doing great. And so that turned into a great other thing I do, and I promote that on my podcast, and uh, and then, you know, I'm always going to auditions and always acting, and I'm always in uh, classes. I'm always training. I'm trying to be new every day, trying to be fresh. Now, you know, uh, uh, I, it behooves me to take care of my money. I want to be a good steward of the things in my life. So now I got to learn how to do goddamn QuickBooks and stuff <laughs> that I don't, I don't really want to do, but I got to make sure that everything's good, you know, and, 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 and uh, you know, last year I was... Uh, I was in a spot and this is like a whatever, like, you know, I got my mother is I've been a terrorist in her life for my whole youth, you know, and um, and I'm in a position where I, I, you know, was able to buy her a brand new car last year. And I was able to take care of her. her. And, and, And the biggest thing is, is that like by living a life of contrary action, of not looking for immediate gratification and and all that stuff, she's not scared of where I end up. You know, she can count on me. She calls me for advice. So, like, there's been this whole transformation of my life in that way. And a lot of it had to do with just uh, being unequivocally responsible and disciplined. And I never thought that responsibility or discipline was something I wanted in my life. And, and so those, those are some of the things that, that, that kind of brought those about. And so then I, I write. I talk about this on my podcast. I get to come on y'all's podcast yeah, and do brother. this. And my whole life kind of weaves together in that way. And... Uh, and, you know, and, and not every day. I, man, I wish I could wake up every day and be like, boom, let's do this, knocking it out of the park. But I don't, man. Some days I wake up and I'm like, I just want to pull the covers over my head. I don't want to do this. And then, uh, you know, I, I remember hearing, um, I think it was, I read, a, I read an interview of Lady Gaga, of all people. Yeah. 
And she goes, you know, everybody thinks I'm this and that and this massive artist. And she goes, like, I want to, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do it every day. And then I get, I put my feet on the floor. I get up, I look in the mirror and I go, God damn it. You're Lady Gaga. Get out there and be that for people. And it's like, and that's been the beautiful thing is like what, what makes somebody successful, I think, is, is a few things. But like what helps guide me and keeps me focused, right, is, is the fact that there's people that I built into my life that are counting on me. And I'm not going to goddamn let them down. I love and, it. And, and I build those people in my life. And so I think as far as having a successful life, who I surround myself with is implicitly important. And it can't be sycophants. It can't be people that, I'm, that are telling me I'm great. It's got to be people that are pushing me and that are challenging ideas and that then are building ideas and growing their lives in a, in a way with a standard as well. And, and, I, and I think that's uh, maybe the most important thing. And then I guess, you know, if people go, well, what's the success? You know, you're successful. And I go, define that. <laughs> define success for me. Tell me what that is. Right. And, and most people have never thought of it. And, and they think about money, you know, and I yeah. go, okay. I give you a million dollars. Are you successful? No. So what's success? And so then I started, that's where I got this idea for this book. And I started writing, I go, I think it's having dominion over your, over your intellect and over your emotions and over your physicality and over your spirituality. And if you're not balanced in that self, it's like what Marcus was talking about, like raising a kid or something. I think it's like that. It's like, I want to teach that guy how to fight. I want to, I want him to know how to take a punch. I want him to know how to fall down and get up off a bike. I want him to know, uh, uh, the history of all the gods. I want them to know about Euclid. I want them to know about uh, the Constitution of the United States. I want them to be well-read. I want them to know how to ballroom dance and play the piano. I want them to be well-versed because so often we get so singular and, and segregated in this life that you've got the nerds over here and you've got the athletes over here and the nerds are going, those jocks, they can't even read a book or whatever. And you got all the jocks going, those guys, they're not even tough and they couldn't last in this world anyway no matter what. Neither of those things are true. They're both the same retard. Right. They're both undeveloped. And so how do, you, how do you bring it all together? Because at any point where you're not able-bodied or thoughtful or able to uh, critically think, you're doing a disservice to community, your family, and your state, and your country, and the whole world. Like you're not, you're not utilizing God's gifts to become the best that you can be. And I think that becomes an affront to me. Personally, I feel like off offended if I behave in that way. And, uh, and, and the only one I get offended at is me, man, when I'm falling short of my goddamn standard. And so I think that that becomes the thing. And I, and I think lastly about success is that, you know, I would like to think that all the guys that helped me when maybe nobody would have or could have or, or needed to, I, I'd like those guys to look back and go, man, I didn't waste my time on that kid, you know? And, and uh, I, think that's what, I think that's what it looks like. Well, I'll tell you what, Tate. Uh, man, and from from these two crusty old frogmen sitting right here, <laughs> you're you're one hell of a success, and it, and it's not because of you know the physical accomplishments. It's it's about what you believe, and 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 you made me feel it, and you reaffirmed and all the things that you know I've been searching for. And brother, I just want to thank you for sharing that with our our audience. I mean, you're a special human being, man, and I, I just I, I I'm gonna pray for you and and just. So blessed to know you now, and, and I'm really looking forward to, you know, keeping in touch and, and, and just yeah, yeah. Sharing, sharing life with you, dude. I can't wait. Whereabouts are you guys located right now? Texas. Yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. we're in Houston right now recording, and then I, I live in South Florida, and uh, yeah, so. Yeah, the best part when we when we do this now is that we, we brought you on, and we uh, you and I never knew each other, but now I know the, the, that dark stuff. 
And you know the dark stuff about me. So that now, I mean, that's what takes forever when people are becoming friends. That's what it takes so yeah. long to figure out. Yeah. Man, you threw that out in the open. The rest of the stuff is easy that, day. That, so that's I, the thing, too, about I think about growing up as a, as a man in a way is like I, I think about these things and I go, the only way I used to know how to get together with you is if we're going to do a crime together, we go rob a house together. And then I know if you're solid or not. Yeah. Or if we go share a bottle of vodka together. Now I know more. Like, what are what are healthy ways that you can get to know? And I, I go, hey, man, what if there's no threat in being vulnerable? What if there's no <laughs> authentically who you are? You know, and I didn't learn that until fucking way later, you know? Well, yeah. that comes with being being able to handle yourself. It's not vulnerable if you can handle yourself. Yeah, and, yeah, and you yeah. know those guys they're, who get older who can do that the, the best really fighters man they just you know yeah. like guys yeah. could you not be why are you so nice I thought you were the champ <laughs> I am the champ I like being nice you get crossways I will bust your ass well, take, you know I mean that kind of thing thank you so much for coming on <laughs> and, and, and I'm really looking forward to having you in the after actions report and we're going to talk more about the actual how to the minutia those details that you shared with us and, and just, again, man, it's just such a, a privilege and an honor to hear you talk and share. And you've come so far. And, and man, I just feel blessed right now, man. I appreciate it, dude. Thank you, guys, man. I really appreciate it. All right, brother. Dude, that guy's mind. I, I mean, my mind just went like this. My mind, Marcus... My mind just flexed. I mean, have you ever felt where your mind just gets bigger from the not someone when they drop knowledge on your head like that? You see somebody on TV and they're bigger than life, and then you meet them in real life and they're that's the dude, right? The time that um, back in the day, my brother's the one that started getting tattoos. But when we yeah, yeah, so we didn't start till we were in the teams. Oh, I remember you coming through. You were clean, clean. Right? Remember yeah. I, 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 oh, cl- yeah. Cl- clean shaving, too. I, I mean, you I were, weren't even growing hair, bro. Probably. You, you, <laughs> you were young, young, dude. You were young. You were still, you were still shitting Bud's child, right? man. Right? I mean, sure. good And then your young ass was training. That I'll tell you about SEAL teams right there, man. Just, oh, I was I was super young, like, man. I, I'm, I'm a new guy in the teams, and then but the senior guy is 27. <laughs> I was 31, yeah, but... <laughs> no, but that's my point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially yeah, when the war, I was, when the war was one platoon wonder man i oh, mean I, yeah you know the wars jump it doesn't matter team guys are trained by team guys yeah, yeah. we're not i mean you retire hey the old man retires out it's still young and human oh totally just totally. beat the shit but uh, uh i remember oh him talking about it doesn't really change anything to you go outside the sleeve right you know what i'm talking about right and uh looks you hear people like oh he looks a certain way and that gives look looks give nothing away no they only reveal parts of the man oh and you know what that that dude's revealing some right. You I know mean, he wears life, that, right? That that mask on the outside, and then <clears throat> there's obviously two, two types of pirates. I mean, he's scared the hell out of you, but then it, it, that's a beautiful part of it. Imagine meeting him for the first time though, in a dark, oh, in a dark or something like that, man. Even when he doesn't smile, you're like God dang it, dude! dude they, I'd they, be they, reaching right <laughs> for my piece. <laughs> right. I'd be I, my, my stuff. Would we ain't be fighting, out. man. I'll, no, I, I will yeah, shoot yeah, you. I'll hit you with the truck. You are, yeah. you are gonna get. You're gonna get a five round rhythm drill in your chest. Right. Before, if you even flinch yeah, wrong. Our gift is we size people up real fast. Yeah, yeah. She his cauliflower ears. Oh, I'm like, my God. I ain't even going to mess with you. And then he's the nicest guy. Well, that's, that's the cool part, right. right? And those guys who train their lives for that, for that action, team guys especially, man, they're the, usually the nicest guys on the planet. It's yeah. that, it's not a misconception. It's part of that. Right, right. Like, oh, you know, he's, I mean, he's probably, yeah, he is that. But he's also a nice guy. Well. Why, which one do you want to meet? 
Exactly. And and that's what he was talking about with that energy transference, right? Yeah. He's going to put it out. And if you're not receptive and you're going to push back on with that negative insurgency, right? And really just try and bring him that he's not even going to worry about it. guys feel good about getting their ass whipped by him. Totally. Man, I'm sorry. Totally. Yeah, I'm sorry. sorry I upset you, man. <laughs> Dude, I'm so thankful yeah, that yeah, you, you kicked my, my right. kick my legs out. Guys like that know enough. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Put an ass whip on you that you need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kill you or nothing. They will, and, and then you're like, you're your best friend for your whole right, life. Exactly. Dude. Remember back when I... <laughs> Oh, that's the way it was back then. Totally. And yeah, so, I promise somebody will sell it and then you're you're good then to go. Your buddy, yeah, right? You're good. And and another thing about the dude that I love is is the more, you know, coming from the fact that he was facing a long stretch, that he was a, a dirty, rotten scoundrel, and that little old lady snapped him into position. Yep. And then and then all of a sudden he's been on this journey, this unbelievable journey of of bettering himself every day, not for himself, but for others. And now he's having this wonderful success. He's doing great, and and we're able to connect with him in that space, right? Sure. And that's that, that was my favorite point he made was that the the older generation than us, man, they're people people put them in homes. You keep them around. Oh yeah. On top of being a wealth of a knowledge, I mean, <laughs> cutting to the chase kind of deal, right? But the way they put things, grandmothers need to be a certain age to be grandmothers, right? And uh, when he's like, you know, he called me stupid when he called me sweetie. Yeah, I yeah. got that too. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Uh, you know, it's like, you dumb bastard. But <laughs> honey, you know, and the way they say it, and they can say it like that because they've been around and they just realize that, man, I am just being a, a, a kid, you know, a guy, a man growing up. I'm just, we do foolish things. Women put us on our paths. Oh, perfectly clear about that. Well, I, what I also love too is this is a guy that is not wasting his breath. He's, he's putting his breath, he's putting his focus and his time in the right places, but his humility. Well, that's that know yourself, like, right? A right? hundred percent. And and what I loved is his humility is, I mean, it's infectious. I just want to spend more time with Tate. I want to get to know him. I want to hang out yeah, with the Even dude. if he was out selling vacuum cleaners, man, he'd be motivated to do it, but he, that's the difference. Being totally. motivated doing anything or being and also being motivated and knowing what you're supposed to be doing. And he said it's just as much. That's when it falls into place. Totally. You don't have to worry about making money if you're out there being motivated doing what, what you're supposed to be doing. It, that part comes. If you're if you're out motivated to do something else, that's just working. It is just improving working. the motivation or dialing it in, right. whatever you want to call it. Well, I, I tell you what, man, ha- I haven't taken on. I'm so blessed. And I hope you listening, what you heard, man, that is not normal. All right. That's a guy that has been working diligently for 20 plus years to get to a position of, of where he has been awoken. And I'd say that okay, not normal to shift that many different times and be successful, either having to do it or not having to do it, because th- that's the point is everyone has that motivation in them. It doesn't take, I mean, he started dig- digging in the ditches down on the bottom, right? And then he finds something and becomes successful. What, what do we say, man? We master nothing, understand everything. Right. Be successful in everything. That- that's what I'm saying. What if, what if you were mediocre at, at, at everything you applied yourself to and made money from it? Good, good Lord. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> uh, that's what I'm saying. And, and what I also like when I, my old man used to tell me this all the time. He's like, he's like, son, you know, what, when you imagine yourself in the future, make sure you, you know, you link that imagination to. 
being a renaissance man and you know i hadn't studied art history did he talk know. like that oh he because he, i'd have done drugs too oh tell me about it tell me about it dude you, <laughs> hey pop, well, if you're yeah, listening you call, drove yeah, me to call it call him the judge we're like we're referred the to the judge <laughs> dude he is the judge right? man he is the judge man he would break in i'll tell you what me and my buddies would be a wreck on saturday morning or sunday morning sleepovers he'd come in and he'd come in over and over and he'd talk, and we wouldn't understand a single word, but he kept doing it and kept right. doing it. Finally, it's just like, all right, all right, I'm getting up, I'm getting up. Anyway, stop. My point is, is, is looking back when you, you when you start to imagine what does a Renaissance man look like? What does a person that is excited about everything in life truly look like? And I'm telling you, it looks like Tate Fletcher as a man. Right, and it's just that component of everything that drops into that, and not giving up on one thing if it's not the best part of you. Oh, if it's what that. makes part, if it's what makes you, if it's that part of the, where am I going with that? If you're passionate and you identify something that inspires you and makes you better, it it solidifies the direction you're trying to go, becoming the man. Yeah, it's not a bad thing. Not at all. Right, it's that part that all. makes you up. Right. One of my buddies died today. Right, and, and you know how I am. Yeah. So his. Sorry all that, their bro. all my weaknesses are covered down on hit by their strengths, so yep. we're exposed right now that's, for sure. When you everyone's wondering, like, man, Marcus, you're right. that's what I've been thinking about. Like, I lost my buddy, man. We're exposed. You know, we lost one, and that that's never happened. But that's the part of it that when you when you're making those those judgment calls, you grow up and you shift in from one thing to the other because it didn't work out for whatever reason. I always never forget it. No, you can forgive. That's fine. It, it doesn't define you as a, we say that a lot. Yeah. It doesn't define you as a man. It's just part of what makes you up. And it's, that's the test of how far you can go in a good or bad or situation. That makes sense? It made total okay. sense. And I hope you heard that because, again, that's our mission here. Is that's to, all I got. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that was it. That's it. He just looked, he looked for the bell. He looked for the bell guy over there. Yeah, that was a ding, Lord. ding, ding, ding. Talk to me, Spidey. <laughs> so we want you to realize that this show, man, and, and, and what you heard and the knowledge from all of us, especially – you know, uh, Tate Fletcher. And if you want to know more, just go Google him, man. Listen to his podcast, Pirate Life Radio. I mean, listen to his ideas, his thoughts. Go buy his his coffee, Caveman Coffee. Buy a T-shirt from him. Reach out to him. Follow him on social media. The guy is just this boundless uh, energy of positivity and, 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 and inspiration. And I'll tell you what, you you'll if you truly listen to what he said, you're going to be better off for it. You're going to discover the never quit mindset. I promise you that. So, you know, if you're digging, please share this uh, with your friends and your family. Tell everybody you know to turn in because it's our mission to, you know, provide great stories because we believe that great stories ignite legends out there. And we're waiting for you. You know, if you get compelled, feel compelled and you are inspired or you've got a great never quit story, please go to our, our website at teamneverquit.com forward slash podcast. Share your story with us because we're collecting hundreds now of them all the time. We're reading through them. And when if, if they want a great one comes in or really hits home for one of us on the team, we got a big team, you know, we'll read it on the air. And Marcus, what do we do if, if one huge hits us? Bring it on here. You're going to be a guest on the Team Never Quit podcast, all right? You're going to come on and we're going to interview you because we want our audience members to learn something from you. So that's what we're about. We appreciate it. Check out the website, teamneverquit.com forward slash podcast. If you want to have us all the time on demand, just go to your iTunes app, 
Subscribe to our podcast, you know, and write us a view, review if you would, please. If you love the show, write us a review. You'll have us on demand. You can listen in the morning to and from work. You can listen during work while you're out in the gym, pumping iron, in bed, whatever you want. Have Marcus and I rattling around in your brain, inspiring you with these amazing guests because that's what our mission. We care about you and we want you to discover the Never Quit Mindset. So to sign off, as I always do, I want to just thank God. I want to thank Christ. I want to thank you know, my teammates, my inspiration. Marks, I want to thank you, man. It's a, just a, a real honor. I want to, I want to thank your friend and, and pray for him and his family. Uh, I want to, you know, thank my, my wife, the Admiral, my two beautiful girls and my family, because without all that, those people to pull me through the dark times, to get me out and to help me realize that myself and my ability to serve other humans and bring positivity in this world, that's what it's all about. So thank you all. Me too. Hey, Thanks, Tate, and thanks for everyone for listening. I thank the big man upstairs for giving me my abilities, my friends for helping me find them, and my wife. I'm so glad you're home. I know you're out on the mission trips and saving the world. <laughs> I sure miss you while you're gone. <laughs> so, uh, um, yeah, you know, to my buddy who passed, I'll be thinking about you every day. You know that. We love you. We miss you. We'll carry on. I'm out. We're out. Never quit.